Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On yesterday's show, I spoke about using the energy of the market to aid you in your quest. There's no point trying to push a rock up a hill. Use the energy of the market to your advantage as you evolve your investment strategy. On today's show, we're going to look at a few asset classes that we believe are eventually going to do well through this period and once the pandemic recedes and we're into a recovery phase. My analysis of various segments of the market show that some sectors are feeling tremendous pressure and others are ticking along like nothing's happened. Ones that are doing poorly will probably come as no surprise. But even in these segments, there are a few bright lights. The worst performing asset class right now is in hospitality. Hotel occupancies across North America are averaging below 10%. According to a report from Collier's, most hotels have either laid off much of their staff and are either closed completely or are operating on a skeleton staff. Short-term rentals are a segment that overall has been hard hit. They form part of the hospitality sector that's been very impacted just like hotels. We've seen some announcements from Airbnb in recent days of large workforce reductions and cost-cutting in response to the fall in bookings, but some short-term rentals have actually done pretty well. In those specific locations, they've filled a particular need. Our own portfolio of short-term vacation rentals had very low occupancy in April, which in a normal year would also have been very low occupancy. April is between seasons in the mountains. It's after ski season is shut down and before the summer vacation season. But as of last weekend, we've seen a flurry of bookings, as the shelter-in-place orders have been relaxed. While the month of April was concerning, we're encouraged by what we're seeing in the first few days that the lockdowns have been relaxed. Retail storefronts are also struggling. Social distancing requirements have closed many non-essential businesses. This includes clothing stores, restaurants, bars, many primary health care locations, including dental clinics and massage therapists. Even folks like hairstylists are not operating today. We've seen a 50% drop in our commercial rent collections. Now, the Canadian government recently introduced a measure that would allow for owners of commercial space rented to small businesses to apply for rent relief of 50% from the government. But in order to qualify for the 50%, the tenant would need to have experienced a 70% drop in revenue and the owner would need to provide a 75% rent reduction to the tenants. So it would be essentially a sharing of the pain, 25% with the landlord and 50% being provided by the Canadian government. The structure of this has been met with mixed reviews. Some businesses with only, say, a 65% drop in revenue don't qualify for the rent reduction. I guess those businesses are doing just fine and don't need help. Commercial office space is also struggling. This is particularly true in the co-working space. These businesses operate on very thin margins because their operating costs are high, higher than regular office space because they carry more staff. Many companies are re-examining their office requirements as they've continued to operate throughout this pandemic with large parts of the workforce operating remotely. Residential multifamily continues to do well overall, but the huge impact of the economy means that some people have lost their primary source of income and eventually lose the means to pay their rent. Unemployment benefits are closing the gap and the moratorium on evictions could have the effect of encouraging non-payment of rent. Some politicians have actively been encouraging tenants not to pay their rent, who's actually helped by that kind of rhetoric, isn't clear to me at all. It's going to be a few more days before we get an accurate picture of rent collections across the industry for the month of May. April collections were down from March by about 12%. Multifamily does remain a good asset class, but the degree of leverage is going to determine how well these assets perform under these challenging market conditions. There are three asset classes that are actually performing as if nothing has happened. Warehouse distribution centers. 
that serve essential businesses continue to do well. These include grocers and online retailers that have been less impacted by the shutdown. Online retail sales are actually up 10% year-over-year in March as residents leverage deliveries to purchase essentials to set up home offices. The operators that I've spoken with in the self-storage segment have seen no measurable drop in rent collections. That doesn't mean this segment is fully insulated. If people are looking to cut costs, this might eventually become an area of cost-cutting, but for the moment, it's not been the first to be cut. I would caution against building new storage in these market conditions, but it might be a good time to acquire an asset in a good market that could benefit from added value and operational streamlining. Boat and RV storage continues to operate with no measurable change. Again, this might change if and when people look to sell their boats or RVs in order to raise cash. But even if they sell the boats and RVs, they still exist. They simply change hands. They won't disappear. In many markets, there's an acute shortage of boat and RV storage. This is an area of growth for our business. There are probably other asset classes that we've not analyzed yet, but for the moment, these are an initial analysis of the landscape. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.